Veterans Day is coming up soon on November 11th, and it's the perfect time to thank those who have served to protect our country's freedom. On this episode, hear from three Johnson County veterans and get all of the details you need about the county's Veterans Day event back in person. Whether you live in or just love Johnson County, Kansas, JOCO On The Go has everything Johnson County. Here's what's happening and what's coming up in the community you call home. Thanks so much for joining us for JOCO On The Go. I'm your host, Jody Hansen, a Johnson County resident and employee of Johnson County government. I am so honored to have three veterans with me today. I have to start, first of all, by just thanking you all for your service and thank you for being here today. It's nice to see all of you. What I'm gonna do now is to introduce you one by one. And so when I say your name, please just share kind of a brief overview of, of your service. So why don't we start with retired Kansas Army National Major General, Jean Cross, who's a Kansas native and now lives in Lenexa. So please tell us a little bit about yourself. I, I was uh, fortunate in my assignment with regard to, I was actually a, uh, a full-time guardsman and a traditional guardsman. So I had dual assignments many times. So I was fortunate to be spend most of my career in command. So I was absolutely dealing with soldiers almost my whole life with regard to trying to make things uh, better for them so that uh, they could succeed in the things they wanted to do. So I commanded all the way from a squad leader to a division commander. Wow, that sounds pretty impressive. And <laughs> sounds like you helped a lot of people. Next, we have uh, Rihanna Ray with us. So I'd like to introduce her and uh, Rihanna, tell us a little bit about you and your military service. Um, I did uh, eight and a half years active duty United States Army. Um, I was a 92 Foxtrot, was a fuel supply specialist and a heavy equipment operator. And I was medically retired in 2015. Great. Well, thank you so much for your service. And finally, I'd like to introduce Gerald Hay, whom I have the pleasure to work with every day. He works here at the county with us in the public information office. So Gerald, tell us a little bit about your military career. Uh, I'm a Marine veteran, uh, uh, got out of service as a sergeant. I was in Vietnam, uh, Dong Hong Khe San from 1966 to 68, back-to-back combat Because at the time, basically, they only would guarantee six months uh, stateside and you would go back. So I, I decided to get it all in two-year uh, you know, service. Uh, basically, I was in the infantry, and we had a lot of unfriendly people up in you know, that area. Well, Gerald, we, we are so lucky to have you uh, on our team and in your role. And so thank you all for being here again. And again, thank you for your service. Gerald, I'm going to start with you. Um, you know, several county staff work together every year to plan Johnson County's Veterans Day event. But you really are the heart and soul of the event. And I'd love to hear from you a bit about how long the county has done a Veterans Day observance and, and how it began. Okay. Well, we started back in my reporting days in 1987 and started uh, on the courthouse steps, the south courthouse steps of the old courthouse. And we were there for about 10 years. And then we uh, moved it uh, to the Oleta Armory for about 10 years. And for the last 15 years or so, we basically, uh, basically rotated in six cities at, ver at veterans parks and uh, facilities. So, and uh, 
this will be our 36th year, but the last two years we've been doing it virtual and by Zoom. I mean, videos and Zoom. So this is the first actual in-person celebration in three years. So it, it's glad to be back in a gathering. I, I do miss that. I agree. And I'm sure a lot of other people do too. It's going to be nice to get together back in person again. So Gerald, we're going to come back to you in a little bit to, to give us more details about this year's observance. Um, but General Cross, I'd like to hear from you a little bit more. You're going to be the featured speaker at our event this year. So we're very excited about that and grateful. Um, I was hoping you could go into a little more detail and tell us more about your military career. Okay. I started as a, a heavy weapons infantryman mortars and recoilless rifles back in the day. And I stayed infantry branch and I served in old from platoon leader to company commander a couple of times, operations officers and uh, at a battalion commander. Uh, then I was a brigade operations officer, brigade commander. Uh, then my full-time assignments, I served as the chief of staff for a couple of general officers, went to all the standard education things that officers do infantry advanced and commander general staff college up here at Leavenworth and the army war college and those kinds of things. And, uh, we touched a little bit on Vietnam. I mentioned that I was a rifle platoon leader in a air assault battalion in Mekong Delta. And so you can see from part of my decorations there that we were involved in some heavy combat. So, uh, there with, uh, units and basically what we do is we would in the day, they call it jitterbugging. We would air assault the platoon at a time, different targets all over the Mekong Delta. And then wherever we, made contact then the, the, they would lift other units in and we'd establish a, a battle and some turned into brigade size. We had at one a battle, there were five battalions involved. So with artillery and all of that. So one of the things that my soldiers appreciated being a, a former mortarman, I could call fire. I didn't have to have a Ford Observer. I knew that, how to do that. So I trained my radio operator to flip over to the artillery system and I could talk to uh, close air and artillery. And so anyway, that was, extent of it and ended up with my career with, uh, of course, uh, initially we were all so focused on the Soviet Union and we had a lot of uh, exercises in Europe, those kinds of things. And then uh, eventually that uh, uh, we, as NATO broke up, or I'm sorry, the Warsaw Pact broke up, they had missions to help train other armies, including the Polish army and those. Uh, initially we actually uh, trained with, uh, helped the Ukrainians a little bit and the Georgians and uh, all kinds of, uh, security missions in Europe. We were a European-oriented unit, the 35th Division, still are. So out of everything you've been through and experienced, uh, does anything stand out to you? Is there a, is there a certain um, story or a certain memory that stands out to you as sort of a highlight of your, of your service? Well, other than combat stories, <laughs> the, uh, uh, one of the things I was most proud of that uh, when, um, we had external evaluators uh, come in and evaluate the, when I was an infantry battalion commander and uh, the write-up from them that uh, they, they talked about uh, for all the infantry battalions they had evaluated, this is the very best they had served, they had act, observed. And of course, it was all the great non-commissioned officers in the unit, good officers, but absolutely a command sergeant major and all the first sergeants were just excellent. And so very, very proud of that. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, Rihanna, let's turn to you with sort of a similar question. Can you talk a little bit more about your time in the uh, Army and a highlight of your service? 
Um, I only had one deployment that was to Iraq in 2009, 2010. Um, I do not wear the accolades that um, he does, but I think the biggest, um, the most important part of my army career was when I was stationed at Fort Lewis, Washington. That's who um, I deployed with the second infantry division. Um, the, the leaders that I had, the NCOs, um, leaders all, all up the chain were just great and amazing. And they molded me into the soldier, um, that I was, they molded me in, um, for deployment, um, and into the person that I am today. And, um, I hold them very close to my heart. Um, and I still am very close with a lot of them. So that's, my most meaningful is all of them. Yeah, I was going to ask that if you kept in touch with, with people. Oh, yeah. Or oh, yeah. We have now that Facebook is a thing. We it started back then. Um, so we get to stay in contact through like our different um, company and battalion brigade um, on Facebook and stuff like that. So. Oh, I think that's great. Yeah. Now, uh, Rihanna, I understand that you graduated from the Johnson County Veterans Treatment Court just past, this past August. So congratulations about, for that. Thank you. Now, for those who might not know what that program is, uh, can you tell us about it? So it's a treatment court specifically for veterans who have a substance abuse or mental health disorder um, that, to say the least, have come in contact with the law in some way, shape, or form. Um, to me, I would say that it's a second chance um, to really turn your life around. Um, and in my case, um, upon completion of the course, I mean, it's very rigorous. It's very demanding. Um, you know, they hold you accountable for everything. Um, and I mean, it's just a huge healing journey. So when I finished, um, the charges that I had gotten were dismissed. And now with the new law in Kansas, with the, um, you can get it expunged immediately. There is no, nothing on my record anymore. Um, it was, my slate was wiped clean. I got to start over, um, my amazing team, the veterans treatment court team that I had, um, they just, I mean, that program saved my life. Um, if it hadn't been for that, there would have been no way that I could have had a job. Um, I had struggled through the beginning of Veterans Treatment Court of trying to get a job. And because of the record, um, I was unsuccessful. And so I put in a lot of work. Um, I had my team behind me, um, pushing me, you know, always. And, um, it's just, it's an amazing program. You know, there's, they're trying to get more of them, more of them across the United States. And, uh, it's just, it's amazing to say the least. It, it gave me back my life. Oh, that, that's very admirable. I'm, I'm so glad that you had that experience and had such a good success with it. Um, I think it's, I've heard it. There's about 57 veterans, including your class that have gone through it. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. And you graduated with three others, right? Yep, others. That's, that's great. Um, and it started back in 2016. And I, I believe the next graduation is coming up in December. Uh, okay. So we'll be watching for that. But uh, anything else you'd like to share about that program? Um, I mean, I can't say enough for the people that were behind me um, through my whole journey. Um, 
it's not easy, but if, if you're ready to get your life back on track and you, and you want to be different, it made me the person, um, my true self again, it brought me, um, to have a lot of peace in my life again. Um, and it's just, it's, it's an amazing opportunity. Well, good. Thank you. And thank you for being willing to share that story and and share that experience. Hopefully others will hear it and and think that maybe it's something that they can also uh, participate in. I hope so. Yeah. So Gerald, let's go back to you. Um, And I'd love to hear whatever details you can share with us about this year's Veterans Day observance, sort of the, what we need to know, the where, the when, what to expect, that kind of thing. Well, the, it's going to be at the uh, Kansas Army National Guard Armory in Lenexa, and that's uh, 18200 West 87th Street, which is uh, due west of the Lenexa City, City Square, or center, I, I should say, and it's on the north side of uh, the road. It's sandwiched in be, between a school and the uh, uh, park and rec fields, so it's easy to spot. And... Uh, we have uh, a lot of participants. Uh, we're a uh, veterans group. They're going to be uh, provi- uh, are helping us. They're going to provide a chaplain. They're going to provide representers. And we have two schools. And you know, schools are always important to this event because always want to involve students. And the Oeta Northwest Band is coming. That's 138 students, so you should be able to hear the music. And then uh, students, uh, the fifth and sixth uh, uh, grade students from Sunflower Elementary School in Lenexa are joining us too. And that's 45 students. So I think, uh, you know, they will be able to hear them singing. And what I do when I organize a Veterans Day, we have traditional music, you know, the national anthem, God Bless America, and the uh, March of the Armed uh, Forces. But also want the students to pick out their own selections. And, you know, usually, you know, especially with the choir, I don't know all the songs. You know, it goes from Yankee Doodle Danny to, you know, Boogie Woogie Boy. Uh, so, you know, they've, uh, the students picked out, I believe, six, five or six songs that they want to perform. Two of them I have never heard, so I'll be listening to them because I know their involvement and they're rehearsing quite hard, and I know they're going to be doing a great job. We also have the uh, Rifles to Salute, which is tradition, Echo Taps, and Chairman Eiler from the Board of County Commissioners will be navigating it uh, through the program as the MC. So the event itself, I was estimate will last probably 40 to 45 minutes. Thank you. I know you work very hard every year to get it planned and get it organized. So, um, and it's a great benefit to the community. Um, And so just a couple of other things uh, that I wanted to mention, you know, it's back in person, first time since 2019, but we also do live stream it on Facebook. And we also show it live on our website for those who can't make it in person, but still want to participate. Um, and so the best way to find that is to go to our website, jococup.org slash Joco Honors Vets. Um, but it's free to the public. You don't have to register in advance. And Gerald, usually how do we, how many people do we get uh, that attend, would you say? Usually uh, between 250 and 300. 
And uh, since this is the first event in three years, it might be a little bit more than that, because uh, I think people who want to honor our veterans will be excited to actually see them and meet them and visit with them. Well, great. Thank you for all that detail. Uh, just one last question I had for all of you, and maybe we can start with General Cross. I would just love to hear, um, you know, what does Veterans Day mean to you? And why do you think it's important that the community recognize Veterans Day? Well, I think in my view, the, uh, the veterans get some recognition, but their families really don't. And I think that's the piece that uh, when we the honor the veterans on Veterans Day, it also honor the families for all the uh, things that they've done on behalf of our veterans. You know, just like my wife, many times I was temporary duty, she was gone. And my joke with her was, if you sell the house and move, give me the new address. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's something we don't maybe always think about is not only the sacrifice that the veterans make, but the sacrifice that their families make. And, and kind of the, the pressure it can put on, on people. So it's, I guess it's, that's a great point to think about the families too on Veterans Day. Um, Rihanna, how about you? What, is, what does Veterans Day mean to you? Um, it's, it means everything to me. Um, me and my husband are both veterans. And, um, you know, a lot of the times the sacrifices that we make for serving our country um, are unseen things like PTSD and veteran suicide and things like that. And I think to take a day to really honor veterans, um, is, is a noble, it's a noble day. Um, you know, we've sacrificed a lot. Our families have sacrificed a lot. Um, the transition out of the military is a hard one. Um, and, um, I just, I don't, I don't want people to forget um, why we do the things that we do, why we make the sacrifices that we make to serve our country. And I think Veterans Day is a great day um, to show just that. There's that's some great thoughts there. Uh, Gerald, what about you? I know you've got some thoughts on, on the importance of observing this day and it, you've got a lot of passion um, on it, you know, obviously. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, I'm from a military family. My uh, father was wounded in the Battle of the Bulge. And uh, my uncle basically was in the fifth wave, at, uh, fifth wave of troops at Normandy. And uh, he, he was wounded in Normandy, but it was a walking wounded. So he stayed and, and continued fighting. He got the bron uh, not the Bronze Star, but the Silver Star. And basically, what I learned later from my uncle is that he liberated Dachau and a couple of concentration camps. And, you know, between those two experiences, uh, you know, it was, you know, it was great to hear the family history of being a veteran. I was raised in Fort Dodge, Kansas, to Kansas Soldier's Home, because my father could not uh, maintain a job after the service. And back then, they allowed veterans and their families to be part you know to be raised at the fort and there's like six maybe seven families that had kids we all grew up together and when we got older we all went into service at different times i was probably you know the crazy one that joined the marine corps but uh, the rest of them joined the navy and uh you know the air force my brother's a navy guy so 
you know, serving in the military and listening and to the uh, veterans back at the fort, you know, when I got there, we had uh, World War I vets and Spanish-American War vets and just started getting in World War II vets. And uh, now the fort is basically getting in, you know, there's a storm and younger vets. I mean, you know, it just, uh, it was a great place to understand the importance of the military and take pride in serving your country when you got old enough. Great to hear that your your backstory about about your family history and and with the military and then you carrying out that tradition that's that's great Gerald I didn't know all that and I've worked for you for several years so thank you for sharing all that. Well, like most veterans, a lot of veterans do not talk a lot about their military service, and here's here's the math: there's 20 million veterans in the United States. There's a little bit over one million active military people. There's nine, there's eight to 900 reservists. Do the math. That's 22 million people wearing uniforms, uh, protecting our democracy and our constitution. That represents approximately 6% of our entire population as the front, uh, front line for our freedoms. That's important. And I think it's appropriate that at least one day a year that we recognize your service and your families uh, on Veterans Day. I agree and I am so appreciative of you for all your service and uh, General Cross and Rihanna, thank you so much for your service and all veterans out there that are listening or watching. um, Thank you for joining me today. I really appreciate it. And I hope you all have a meaningful Veterans Day. Um, I feel like another podcast could have just been letting the three of you tell stories about your service together and ask probably a lot better questions than I did. (laughs) But really, thanks to all of you. Thanks to all of you for for joining me today. And I wish you in advance um, a very, a very happy Veterans Day. So again, for those who want more information on our Veterans Day event, you can go to jocogov.org slash Joko Honors Vets. That a lot of information about the event. And also that's where we can, where you can see it live streamed. And then if you want to learn more about Veterans Treatment Court, you can go to courts.jocogov.org. So thanks to all for being here today. And thanks to those uh, for joining us. Have a great day. You just heard Joko on the go. Join us next time for more Everything Johnson County. Have a topic you want to discuss? We want to hear from you. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at JocoGov. For more on this podcast, visit jocogov.org backslash podcast. Thanks for listening.